Hi, you guys. Welcome to episode two of Endless Potential. I just want to start off with saying thank you. Like, thank you from the bottom of my heart and soul. I, you know, never thought that this little passion project of mine would have gotten so many sweet, beautiful responses. And it's just, it's in all of the messages that I received after, you know, releasing last week's episode and in the DMs and everyone just saying how excited they were, how, you know, something that they took away from last week's episode or being, you know, inspired. That's like my favorite one when someone DMs me and they're like, you are just so inspiring to me. I just, it's crazy to think that me just kind of sharing my journey and, you know, kind of trying to find my own soul in this world. And it's just crazy to think that that could affect someone else's journey and someone else's path on this earth. It's just, it's crazy to me. And I'm I'm just so thankful for each and every one of you that are listening. And yeah, there's there's that. Also, it I just, I need to mention it. It's the elephant in the room. Bridgerton, oh my God. I am completely consumed and obsessed and I don't know how to stop. Like, you know, and I don't feel alone in that because I think that, you know, everyone that has watched it, if you haven't watched it, you need to, you you need to, because there will be a lot of references to Bridgerton coming. Um, I have never, I mean, I'm the kind of person I get hyper fixated very easily and I obsess very easily, but like, I haven't in a while like since I've kind of gone on this, you know, spiritual journey or whatever you want to call it, um, I've kind of just been coasting along and I haven't really had like a big obsession, but like I literally cannot stop thinking about Kate and Antony. Like I, I ordered Lily perfume. If you haven't watched it, you have no idea what I'm talking about. If you have watched it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I found a really good one. It's from Le Labo. It's LYS 41, I believe. Lys 41. I don't even know how you say it. I got a sample of it. I'm about to order the bigger size bottle because it is so good. It is just, it's what I picture Kate and that's what she would smell like. Okay, that sounded really weird if you have not watched the show. Anyways, we're going to get into today's episode, which is, you know, I'm hesitant to, you know, kind of open with what this episode is because I feel like it kind of goes in a different direction and whatever. But the goal of today's episode is to kind of get into this idea of you being the creator of your own reality. Um, I've gotten so many questions on law of attraction, spirituality, journaling, meditation, yoga, how all of that kind of wrapped up into me being able to go deeper within my soul and kind of, you know, have this glow up journey, essentially. Um, so we're really going to dig into that today because there it's, it's a lot. It's, it's a loaded, a loaded topic. Um, I should probably put my computer on mute. That would be helpful. Um, so yeah, let's let's get right into it. Um, first thing, law of attraction. I actually wrote a whole paper on this for my English thesis last year in the spring, um, kind of debating between, you know, whether is this a real thing? It's not scientifically proven. Is it more of the, um, you know, placebo effect than anything? And I did a ton of research on it, but 
truly no amount of research can stand behind my personal experience with the law of attraction. It's it's insane. Comparing my my life to what I journaled last year, what I scripted last year, the things that I was constantly looking at and, you know, pining after. It's a word from Bridgerton. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's consumed me. Literally, it's, it's what I breathe for. <laughs> I need to stop. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, I have my journal right here and I, I go back sometimes and I look through all of the things that I've, I've written down. Even, even since January... I created this vision board in my journal of just images and, and places I want to go and, and things I want to see. And I've, you know, I haven't accomplished all of them nearly because there's there's so many. Oh, my God, the pages are glued together. But I've kind of adopted this mindset around being able to accomplish all of those things and, and you know, being able to, you know, fulfill those dreams and aspirations and true. Oh my gosh, sorry, the landscapers are out. I don't know if what the mic picks up, if it's just picking up my voice or if you can hear like everything else around me. Um, so for me, my first kind of step into this realm was, I mean, you know, I kind of got on, I don't even know how it happened, but I really got on like the spiritual side of TikTok and I saw all of these people talking about it. And, you know, for me, I'm the kind of person that wants to to go deeper, to see more. So I found a bunch of different books, a bunch of different articles, and just, I kind of started reading and I would listen to podcasts, tons of podcasts. Um, the Skinny Confidential, Food, Sex, and Money by Kenzie Burke. That was really one, really this the leaf blower guy is going to ruin this entire thing. Um, and I really, you know, kind of honed in on, not honed it, it just, it kind of stuck with me when these, these people that, you know, Kenzie was having on her podcast or Lauren and Michael were having on their podcast and just kind of the way that they spoke and the things that they said and the language that they used all kind of aligned with, you know, their beliefs and, and how they, you know, sought out to creating their own personal reality. So I was just, it was really around last January when I kind of really dug into this whole like spirituality realm. Um, and there's a lot in it, but the basic principle, if you don't know what the law of attraction is, it's it's this idea that the things that we think of in our mind, we can create into this reality. I don't know all of the specifics of it. I don't know, you know, I've read The Secret. I haven't watched the movie, but, you know, kind of my takeaway on it is this idea that, you know, the things that you're thinking about constantly and the things that are in your mind, that you have the power to to sculpt your own life. And it, it sounds kind of crazy. It really does. I mean, it sounds bizarre when you're looking at it from you know, your, your starting point, your beginning. And I mean, I thought the same thing, but I was like, to hell with it. I mean, what, what could go wrong? You know what I mean? Like, what am I to lose here besides, you know, feeling like an absolute idiot, writing down these affirmations, going to sleep with these sleep hypnosis things. Like my journal is just all, I am this, I am doing this, I am here, I am living this place. And, you know, I really just kind of like started it. Let's, let's read some of mine from my Deep realms. I, I started off with gratitude. I did a lot of gratitude. Um, I can't even read half of my journal. My handwriting is so bad. Um, 
Okay, let's see. August 14th, July 23rd. Okay, these are like really hippy-dippy, but I would just basically go through and write out all of my, like the things that I wanted and the things that, you know, I wanted to be mine, the places that I want to go, the things that I wanted to capture, the life that I wanted to live. I would write all of it out in my journal as if it had already happened. And that's the kind of, you know, basic principle behind law of attraction is that you, the things that you want and the things that you desire, those desires were put into your heart for a reason and they all are already yours. You, you do, you have the power to create them into this current reality. And, you know, I was raised as a Catholic. My, my parents, specifically my dad, like super Catholic, found his faith and really stuck to it and it works for him. So me and my sister were raised going to a Catholic school. We went to a Catholic high school. So, you know, I was, I was raised praying and going to church and, and memorizing these certain words that you were supposed to say and, and verses and listening to these stories about, you know, Jesus and disciples and all of that. And, you know, a, as a kid, you don't really, you don't really question any of it. You just kind of go along with it and you're just like, oh, okay, cool. Um, cause you don't really, you know, you don't, you don't know. And then I started getting into high school and, you know, I was questioning things and a lot of it didn't make sense to me. And, you know, this idea behind why and what, what good is it doing me to, cause I've always had a very strong connection to God source, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call the being greater than us. I've always had a very deep connectivity to that being. And I always wanted to ask more questions. You know, I, I didn't want to have something thrown at me and say, okay, you have to believe this. So I was just, I was confused as to why reading like scriptures in a book that was, you know, what really got me was when we in theology class were talking about, you know, how the Bible was actually written and that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John weren't actual people and that it was kind of stories that were pieced together to basically guide people in their morals and values. And growing up being told that, you know, this, the Bible is like the utmost of importance. You read it, you do what it says, and, and then you go to heaven. For me, I was like, why would reading a book create this like after eternal afterlife for me like what what good is that doing you know because I was always raised you you're a good person you have a good heart you make mistakes and that's okay and I think you know when we talk about the evolution of religion it's really all just about like being a good person and helping other people on this planet and you know trying to find happiness I cannot stand when like you know the old Catholic thing, or maybe it's not even Catholics, I don't know, but a lot of people are like, well, this life is hell, and we're put on this earth as, as penance and it's anger and whatever. And for me, I look at it as if there is, you know, I truly believe there's a being greater than us, right? And I believe that that being would not put us on this beautiful planet with every like the perfect conditions for us to survive and sustain life. I don't believe that that being would put us here if not to make the best of that situation. You know what I mean? Like 
if we're truly believing in this all-powerful, you know, greater-than-us figure up in the clouds, why would that all-loving, all-powerful figure, like, make us want to suffer? You know what I mean? It just, and I feel like it's a real insult, too, to the divine when we talk about, you know, this earth being punishment and and it's a bad place and we're all going to burn in hell. And, you know, this idea that this planet is a place to, you know, repent for what we've done in in the past. It's, it gets so complicated because, you know, in my theology class, we learned about, you know, different world religions. And I really stuck with like the Hindu and the Buddhist traditions. I really feel like those kind of vibed with me and, and my views of the world. So I kind of get them like all mixed up in, in my mind. But, you know, if from like a, a Catholicism Christianity standpoint, if this world is like penance to get to another world, I just feel like that's, you know, an insult to the beautiful gifts that we've already been given. If you look at nature and the beauty in nature, you know, I, I also went to a Montessori school when I was in preschool. So I feel like that does have a lot to do with like my beliefs on nature and my connectivity to nature. I'm the kind of hippy dippy person that believes every single living thing has a soul. I talk to animals like they have a soul. I talk to trees and flowers and birds and, and I, you know, it, it's my own little thing. If you don't buy into it, totally fine. That's my thing too. If you don't buy into any of what I'm saying, go find your own path. You know, that's like, that's what I want everyone to do is I want everyone to, to ask questions and to kind of seek their own views of the world. Um, so, you know, I just wasn't really connecting with this whole idea of, you know, reading a book and then going for an hour a week to a building to stand and sit to say and sing rehearsed songs that you don't even know what they mean. If you go into like a church and ask, probably I, I would say, I mean, 65% of the people that are in that building don't know what they're saying. They're just blindly following it because, you know, that's what they were raised to do. And you're raised to, you know, go do this certain thing. And, and that's good. That's considered good. But what if we were to to step beyond that a little bit and to explore a little bit deeper and and to figure out almost why we're placed on this planet. You know, I think that's at the root of everything that I kind of try to strive to to figure out is, you know, what is my purpose on this planet? Why am I here? And I know that I specifically cannot, you know, change the entire world for the better. And we're given, you know, we could get into free will and and personal choice and all of that stuff but you know I I know that I cannot completely change all of the issues and and the the wealth disparities and the issues with race and and inequalities among different groups of people but you know if I can impact my little corner of the earth in a positive way I believe that's what we're put on this planet to do uh, like that is my utmost we're here to create a better life for the people around us and to fulfill our own desires and and find happiness because i believe in in a god in in the divine that wants me to truly fulfill and seek my own happiness because if we're not happy then we cannot create a happy environment for other people you can't completely give of yourself and then leave nothing for you because you're just going to become exhausted and tired you know my favorite saying in yoga is fill your cup 
And it's true, you can't keep pouring from a cup for other people if there's nothing left. You have to fill it yourself first. You have to fill your own heart first, and then you can share the wealth and the abundance that you've you've acquired. And not even just in a physical sense, but in in a spiritual sense of, you know, wealth of knowledge, wealth of experience, wealth of, of joy and happiness and, and peace and tranquility within your own mind. That went really off topic. You know, the thing that I really didn't love about it, about this belief that, you know, we're put on this earth to serve a penance and to, you know, do... It doesn't even make sense because, like, Catholics, they believe in one life. So why would you serve this life as penance if you didn't live a life before where you did something wrong for for penance? I don't know. I love the Buddhist. I believe it's Buddha. Maybe it's Hindu. And, like, reincarnation and this idea that, you know, we start as a small being and we go through the karmic cycle to finally reach this level of nirvana. I love that. I love that. I'm, I'll put some articles in the, um, in the show notes or the description. I don't even know what it's called on, like, beautiful Hindu beliefs and traditions. I, I'm probably botching it because I have not had a theology class in two years. But... Moral of the story is I I didn't like this idea that, you know, I was spending this entire life not appreciating what I had in these moments and just working to get the next thing. And I think that's kind of, you know, getting into yoga and meditation really helped me understand and realize that, you know, we are put on this planet for specific reasons. And why should we, like, go through this life not appreciating all of the joy and beauty that there is. And why would we just be here to work to, you know, get to what's next? Why can't we sit with this present moment that we've been gifted with and actually enjoy it? So from there, I kind of started discovering my own avenue and and my own beliefs um, of how to, you know, fulfill my own hopes and desires in this life. And then, you know, whatever the next life brings, I'll be ready for it because I'm, you know, I'm healing my own soul and I'm digging deep into these these karmic rhythms and patterns that are inside of me and trying to figure out how to deconstruct my views on the world and how I've been raised to view the world and how I, you know, have the power to to see it for myself and to create it for myself. So that's when I really started vibing with law of attraction, with really seeing this this idea that like I create my own reality. And I will give you an example of literally today. You know, I filmed this podcast episode yesterday and it just, it didn't feel right. It felt very forced. And I wasn't talking about law of attraction. I I was talking about, you know, the first steps into, you know, bettering your life and bettering yourself. And it felt very rehearsed and it just, it didn't vibe. Which, you know, I truly believe that everything happens for a reason. I think the divine is constantly guiding us in our own way and our our angels and spirit guides and all of that stuff is truly guiding us to, you know, this moment that I feel like right now something is speaking through me to you because you need to hear this message. I'm really getting hippy-dippy here. But this morning, I wake up, the sun is out, it's absolutely beautiful outside, and I just feel this, like, rush of energy through my heart center. Um, If you've read The Untethered Soul, 
most of you probably have not my favorite book in the entire world, but Michael Singer in the book basically talks about this this idea of, you know, we have this ever-evolving and just endless well of beautiful energy within us, you know, not physical energy that comes from food and drinking and sleeping, but like this this endless divine energy within us that is accessible. I said that really weird. That's accessible to us at all times. I felt that this morning and I don't know why. Probably because I was meant to to be in this moment. Um and I I woke up and you know I I could feel this rush of beautiful divine energy within me and and I get out of bed and I you know put on my little outfit and I run out to Starbucks. I get in the car and put abba on and you know my favorite my favorite way to communicate with the divine is is through music. I truly believe, you know, my this is going off on a little tangent too, but my uh, mom's dad, if if you're new, um he passed away when my mom was 16. So, I never knew him. I I feel like I know him very well from all of the stories my mom has told me. Um but she, you know, ever since we were little, certain songs would come on the radio you know, Bob Seger, Billy Joel, Come On Eileen. And my mom would always be like, oh, there's my dad. He's talking to us. He's he's telling us to have, you know, a good day and he's with us. And, you know, I was always taught to kind of believe in in that sort of spirit guide, that angel. And I, I truly feel like he, you know, everyone says, you know, my dad and my mom both say that I'm way too much like her dad. Um, and I truly feel like he's with me constantly, even though I never met him, which is kind of what makes me feel this, you know, I, I do believe so deeply in in this idea of the divine and, you know, people that are not with us anymore are still with us in a different energy field because um, I've experienced it so many times. So we get in the car, I get in the car this morning and, and my favorite, you know, Mama Mia song comes on um, and I'm just, you know, so excited and I've been I've been thinking a lot recently about getting a dog, which, you know, to most people, it just seems like, oh, you know, you get a dog and whatever. But, you know, for me, we've had a, a big history. I, I won't go too too deep into it, but there's a lot of trauma um, for me associated in in getting a dog. I had a dog growing up until I was seven when she passed away. You know, that was my dad's soul dog like that. That was his dog. And when she passed away you know, it was kind of this thing where it was impossible for him to to get another dog. And for me as a kid, I was like completely obsessed. Like that was one of my hyperfixations. Like Bridgerton is like, all I did was talk about dogs. All I could think about, I, I would create, I had this book called the Dog Breed Bible and I would write, um, I would go on my dad's computer and create PowerPoints and slideshows on different dog breeds and, and the benefits of them and their energy levels and, you know, illnesses that they could get. And I could tell you all about hip dysplasia because I was just so consumed with with dogs. And I just, for some reason, you know, I I think that does go down into, you know, my own spirituality too, as I just feel this deep connectivity with animals. Um, and I just feel so at peace when when I'm around them. So, Growing up, you know, I was always like the weird, the weird girl that loved dogs. Like everyone I went to grade school with, every like it's it was just a very, very known thing, and I I could never have one because you know of of my dad's emotional attachment to our, our previous dog, and my mom was allergic, so she always you know, I mean she she sacrificed twelve years of her life so my dad could have his soul dog, but she was you know completely miserable the whole time because she was allergic to the dog. 
So, you know, growing up, it's always, I, I volunteered at our local animal shelter and I would go and walk dogs and every week I would fall in love with with this one dog that needed a home but I you know deep down I knew that I I couldn't take the dog home and then I would go back the next week and that dog would be adopted and I would be excited because because they found their home but you know sad because it wasn't with me so there there's a lot of a lot of emotion (laughs) behind that um you know and as a kid too I was always kind of a, a loner I did my own thing I didn't really have a friend group so I I always kind of longed for that sense of of home with an animal that I, I never got. So it's, it's always been this, this life goal of mine to be able to, you know, go out on my own and, and get my own dog and, and have that love and, and feel that kind of sense of home with, with someone of my own. Um, so I've, I've been thinking about it like this, I know we're kind of off topic, but this really does tie into law of attraction truly. I, you know, I've thought about this my entire life. I have journaled about it and manifested it, you know, when the time is right that, you know, my soul dog will will come into my life. And, you know, I, especially the past few days, my dad and I were talking about it a couple days ago. And I, I didn't even bring it up. He randomly, my dad was like, so when are you going to get a dog? And I was like, oh, we're, we're really talking about this. This is really what we're doing right now. Um, he's like, I, I think it's a really good idea when you leave, you know, cause I'm going to a completely new place, all new people, you know, I, I'm not going to know anyone with anxiety. That's, that's really going to be difficult for me. He, and my dad was saying how he thinks that it, it would be really, really good for me to have, you know, have that little companion and that pal to kind of walk me through. And you know what he said that really stuck with me was that maybe, get you getting this dog is a part of the journey and he doesn't really say stuff like that very often you know that's more me and my whole you know oh life is a journey and let's experience this and hippie dippy land and namaste you know all of that stuff um I literally say that as I'm sitting on my meditation bolster right now (laughs) talking to you um so I've ever since he said that, you know, I've been thinking about it constantly and working through it in my mind. And like, I was scrolling through free people, finding Katie a birthday gift and dog leashes kept coming up. And just these really weird coincidence things that, that have been happening that, you know, it's, it's bizarre. Um, so I get in the car and, you know, I'm driving to Starbucks and lo and behold, I see there's literally no one out in the neighborhood, not a single car out in the neighborhood, not a single person walking. And I pull out and I see this woman who I've never seen before in my life with a dog. Keep in mind, our na- I mean, our neighborhood's big, but we know everyone that lives around us. And I see this dog that I've never seen before. And it is this beautiful, like it is, a golden retriever has been my dream dog since I was little. I've always wanted, and I know it's very basic. I get it. Whatever. I've always wanted a golden retriever. And it is this beautiful golden retriever, stops dead in his tracks, turns around, you know, she's across the street. The dog's probably 500 feet away from me. Turns around as I'm at a stoplight. The dog stops dead in his tracks, sits down, turns around, looks at me, does the little smile pant thing. Looks like we make direct eye contact, me and the dog. I know I sound crazy. And he gets up, turns around and, you know, just keeps going on his walk. And it's just, it was this very strange experience that almost felt planned out you know it felt like there was you know maybe it was my mom's dad maybe it was 
my spirit guides or angels or whatever kind of orchestrating that. But, you know, this idea that I've I've been really thinking, and I haven't seen like a dog out in our neighborhood in ages because, you know, it's been kind of, the weather hasn't been great. So it was just, you know, this kind of example of, you know, our thoughts kind of creating this, this real, real life experience. So, you know, I'm driving in the car, continuing on my way to Starbucks, the car hits and I always miss big mile markers for, you know, like when you can see the miles in the car and my mom loves when it hits like an even number and the car flips over to 16,000 miles. Like I literally watch it flip over to 16,000 miles and 16 happens to be my mom's favorite lucky number. She was born on February 16th. It has appeared like she was born at 610, which adds up to 16. Like it, this number is consistent throughout her entire life. So I take a picture of it and I'm, I'm driving and I'm just like in this really good headspace. Um, and I just, you know, I get my Starbucks drink. It ended, I ordered a venti and it ended up being a Trenta. Like just this really weird pattern of, of, good things happening that aligned with, you know, my flow of energy. And I think that's something that we don't really talk about enough because a lot of people don't know about it. But this idea that our energy kind of manipulates what goes on around us, you know, think about it. It, it is a fact in physics that everything is energy. Everything is atoms. Everything around us is occurring because of energy. It's, it's just a fact. So, this idea that in Western culture, we kind of just shove it to the side, that we are energetic beings and our energy does influence our health and, and our mindset and our way of being. And, you know, I've experienced more times than I can count having this overwhelming flow of energy come through me, especially in yoga. And, you know, I... I, sorry, my dad just sent me a really cute text and I'm distracted now. Um, when, like right there, that was just like a little flow of energy through me. And I think it's, you know, when we talk about law of attraction and kind of creating our own reality, it's this idea that you need to tune in to these small little feelings within yourself and appreciate them and like actually experience them for what they are you know that little excitement that you feel inside of you it's not just it's not there for no reason you know what I mean like when you see someone that you love or or you haven't seen a friend in ages and you get so excited to see them or you're finally done after a long week of school and you just get to go home and hang out and watch Shit's Creek with your mom like those little excitements and bursts of energy that is your own conscious being within you. That's your flow of energy. And you can keep that energy open at all times. I love, there's this whole chapter in The Untethered Soul. I know I refer to this book a lot because it, it truly changed my life. Um, where Michael Singer talks about this this well of, of energy inside of you and that you can have it all the time if you choose to keep your heart open. You know, in yoga, we call it Shakti. In, in, you know, Christianity, they call it spirit. They're, it's called a hundred different things in a hundred different religions and, and spiritual practices. But, you know, the truth of the matter is it's this idea of energy within us. And if we allow ourselves to be open to experiencing that energy constantly, we can experience it constantly. And we we have this this innate ability within ourselves to 
completely immerse ourselves within this beautiful, like just, I, it's so difficult to describe, but if you've, I'm sure you felt it. And if you've recognized feeling it, you know what I'm talking about. But you know, a point that, that was in the book that really resonated with me and, you know, really helped me on my journey of experiencing the law of attraction was noticing when you open your heart and when you close your heart. So it's, you know, it's, it's very easy to think of examples, but it's also very difficult because if you're not like super, super in tune with these sort of things, you know, you, you probably think I, I mean, you've, already obviously think I'm crazy, but it's okay. Cause you know, I'm vibing. Um, so let's, let's think. Okay. Here's an example. This is a stupid example, but it's an example. Nonetheless, it was the day before yesterday. And you know, my morning Starbucks run is a very big deal for me as it is for most of you. I'm sure I, I get so excited. I go to sleep thinking about my drink when I wake up and then I wake up and I get in the car and I put on my music. It, it's a very spiritual experience to go and get your morning Starbucks. So I'm all excited to get my drink and I, I order it the certain way and, you know, I feel, I feel, you know, happy and I feel the rush of energy through me and I'm excited to, you know, be living and get something done for the day. The sky was blue. I was noticing all of these beautiful things, which, you know, that's big in yoga is really taking a moment to notice and be present with what's going on around you. So I look up at my window right now and I see some beautiful blue sky with some fluffy white clouds passing and... You know, I'm not sure if the mic is picking it up, but I can hear little birds chirping out my window, you know, taking a moment to experience those. So, you know, I was doing that, all excited, and then I get up to the window and they hand me my drink and it was just, you know, when they, it, at Starbucks, your drink is made different every time. It's it's kind of a gamble. Um, I like my strawberry acai refresher with no berries and I like a little extra juice. I do like the, I like it being a bit stronger with the mix. And she hands me my drink and it literally looks like there was maybe like two ounces of the strawberry acai mix and the rest of it was just filled with water. And immediately my heart closed over something so silly, so stupid. It was a drink that I could easily just go back later in the day and get another one. Or I could have asked them to remake it, but I refuse to do that because I don't like making people uncomfortable. <laughs> um, Immediately my heart closed and I drive home and I'm angry and I get home and I'm angry and I'm just drinking my drink and I'm upset. And then I sat there with myself after, you know, 20 minutes of being angry and I was like, I'm, I'm done with this. This is stupid. Why, why am I making myself angry over a Starbucks drink? Why would I close my heart? Why would I close my energy center over my drink not being made the way that I like it? And in that moment, I, I chose to open my heart back up, which, you know, it's, it sounds weird. And if you've never tried to do it before, it's, it's a weird concept to think about. But it truly is just making a choice within your own mind to, I look at it as like a door, kind of like, you know, the opening of the doors and you see the light coming in. I think of like the last scene of, of Mamma Mia in the second one where Donna shuts the doors and you know there's the light behind her. That's what I think of. Um, and you kind of, you just think about it and you choose to let it open and you choose in your mind to let that energy flow. And then you just kind of feel it. it. It's really weird. It's really bizarre, but tr try it the next time you feel kind of angry about something or you're, you're a little frustrated. It's a practice. I mean, clearly I've been doing this for a year and I'm still working on it constantly. Um, 
But once you have that open energy, that's when you're kind of in the same energy field as all of your hopes, dreams, and desires. So there's this thing in the spiritual community that that people talk about a lot, which is, you know, being on the same energy frequency as all of your manifestations and desires and whatever. If you don't know what a manifestation is, it's, it's you know, basically the law of attraction, meaning you create your own reality. So a manifestation is your thoughts manifesting into this current reality. You hear it a lot in medical terms of, you know, a certain illness manifesting into symptoms. It's the same thing with your thoughts and manifesting into this current reality. Um, And I, I noticed a lot on, especially on TikTok, there would be a lot of these you know, spiritual gurus and people that like look so cool and just like they're, they, they seem like amazing people, but it's, it's kind of overcomplicated. You know, you hear the, the big words of frequency and energy field and, and it's kind of hard to wrap your head around like, okay, what does that mean? And how do I accomplish it? Basically, all you have to do is, you know, open your heart to that joyful energy and, and keep it open and, you're basically on the same frequency field, whatever you want to call it, as all of your hopes and desires. So, you know, for me, I, over the past year, have been working on keeping my heart open and actively, you know, when a situation happens that, you know, I become frustrated, I become angry, something, you know, and Michael Singer also talks about all of this in The Untethered Soul about why we get angry at certain situations. It's because, we have experienced something in our past that has caused an energy blockage within ourselves and how we just, you know, once you experience that anger about a certain situation, you just kind of have to let it pass through you and take a deep breath and realize that you don't want that temporary situation to affect your, you know, ongoing peace. Um, so, God, where was I even? I I looked at something and then my thought process completely went out the window. That is great. Um, but this idea of, you know, you constantly have to work to keep... Oh, that's what it was. Working to keep your energy centers open. So, you know, like, for me, I this kind of goes back a while. Um, I really associate having like my morning Starbucks and like my good Starbucks drinks with like having a good day. Um, it, it kind of, you know, truly all of this kind of energy seeking and, you know, internal healing is really like therapizing yourself. Like my last session that I had with my therapist, which was about a year ago, because she told me, or no, it wasn't, it was probably seven, seven, eight months ago. And she was like, you are really good at you know, anchoring your own thoughts and realizing why you do a certain thing and continuing to manipulate the way that you react to that certain thing or situation in order to change the outcome of it. And I was like, well, yeah, I read this book and it taught me all of this stuff. And she's like, yeah, you're good. (laughs) Um, You have kind of, you know, all the tools. Truly, this is kind of going off track, but what I want you to be able to walk away from this this podcast episode or any episode that you listen to, I want you to kind of create your own toolbox of things that you can use in your everyday life to help with, you know, if you have anxiety, depression, fear-based, you know, reactions in life, or even if you just want to 
better yourself and kind of dig deep in your soul and realize, you know, why you do the things that you do. I want you to be able to walk away with, you know, tools to be able to kind of dismantle those preconceived notions and those thoughts that you have about yourself and to be able to to change your patterns. That way you can change the outcome of, you know, your life and situations in your life. So anyways, I, this whole idea of kind of going through and combing out these, these teases in your own mind are you know, how you're going to open up the these energy centers within yourself. And that's how you get on the same level or the same frequency of your manifestations. So for example, one of my manifestations that I had last year that I wrote down in my journal, that's called scripting. All scripting is, is when you hear that word is, you know, you write down something that you want. It's <laughs> literally it. Um, and I wrote down that I wanted to, well, I didn't say I want. You say, you write it as you though you already have that thing. So I wrote in my journal a year ago, I travel whenever I want to. Wrote that down. Let it happen. The past six months, I have been in a different place five out of those six months. Um, so since then, you know, I, I truly believe... I don't believe in coincidences. I truly think that everything that happens to us happens with a reason behind it, with intent behind it. Um, and, you know, that that's just one <laughs> one example that I truly have, have been able to, you know, if I'm, I'm kind of feeling stuck or I'm feeling... And I'm so incredibly fortunate to have been able to do that and to be, you know, in a financial position to be able to do that. But... You know, it's also this idea that you have the ability to make the most of your own situation. So on a smaller scale, one of my manifestations was nothing disrupts my inner peace. And, you know, that sounds like a big blanket term, but truly all it means is that I can experience every situation. Like, see, the sun just shined through my window right now, and I truly believe that that's the universe <laughs> communicating with me, telling me that I'm on the right path and sharing the right things. Oh, man, I, I love this stuff. It's it's so exciting. The sun just got brighter. Oh, my goodness. I love it. I love it. Um, now I lost my train of thought again. <laughs> but basically... I'm not going to pause and I'm not going to rewind to figure out where I was because I don't need to do that because I know what I was... Oh, inner peace. It's it's that idea that all you have to do to keep your inner peace is allow the outside world to be the outside world and to not let things that other people do, experiences that other people have, to not let that affect you to the point where it disrupts the peace that is within your heart. That is not to say that we should not be empathetic and we should not, you know, experience situations with other people and help them. It's it's just the idea that, you know, you have a certain level of, you know, harmony and and what is it called in, in biology? I forget. Um, but homeostasis, this, this constant... Um, balance working in your body of you know your your cells do it and your mind does it and and our energy does it too and we're trying to keep our energy in balance and it's very difficult for the body to keep its energy in balance when we are constantly being affected by the things going on around us so my favorite example is driving i i'm working on it actively but it is so difficult 
whenever I'm, you know, because you, I feel like it's a good example because, you know, you are in your own little kind of room, basically, you're in your own car and you are looking out this window and seeing the entire outside world outside your window. And I am the kind of person that I'm constantly like, oh my god, is the guy behind me mad at me because I'm going too slow? Did I turn too slow? Am I, did I not put my directional on soon enough? Did I not do this? Oh, am I too far up at the steps that like constantly going through my mind? And I'm, it's so difficult to kind of like deconstruct those thoughts, but I'm, I'm working on combing through them. Um, and it's, you know, the thing that I've been repeating to myself is like, oh, some guy cuts you off on the road. Why are you upset about that? What is you being angry about that situation going to do? One, about the situation. And two, what is it doing to you? Because the other guy doesn't care that you're angry about it. He just cut you off. It, what does it matter? You know what I mean? Like, why would I get up on his ass with my car and, and make him know that I'm angry? What is the purpose of that? My, I love, I mentioned it in the last podcast, I believe. Um, there was an episode of the Skinny Confidential with this lion guy who, he grew up in South Africa and he lived in a tree for 40 days and 40 nights and, you know, he can communicate with lions via energy fields. It's so cool if you, I, I highly recommend. Um, but he was talking about, you know, how he lived in this tree in solitude for, you know, 40 days and 40 nights and how he realized that a lot of the things that he did on a daily basis and, you know, the emotions that he felt were just reactions to situations to try and get a reaction from another person. And when you're by yourself, there is no need to give that certain feeling, emotion, or reaction because you're not going to get anything out of anyone else. And I think that holds so true to this idea of, you know, keeping your inner peace to align with the things that you want to achieve is that if you allow yourself to be disrupted by, you know, the guy that cut you off driving or or the person that, you know, turned too slow or the old man driving in front of you with a hat on. That's what my my mom said that her her dad always said, never drive behind an old man with a hat on because <laughs> um, they go so slow. But, you know, if you think about that situation, how are you making the other person feel, you know, especially if you're like tailing him and, you know, you're only making him uncomfortable and he's not going to go any faster and you're not making yourself feel any better. So why would you let it disrupt your inner peace? You're waiting to get a reaction out of someone else. And what's it worth? You know, what, what is that worth? Does it make you feel better to feel angry? And if you're in this, this beginning phase of your kind of journey, you might be like, oh yeah, well, I, I like being angry. It's, it's a release. But truly, all that anger is doing is it's kind of building up within your own energy centers and it's building up within you. And then the next time a situation like that happens, you're going to have that same blockage and you're going to get that same feeling of, of being angry. You know, why are you angry when someone is going slow? Is it frustrating to you? It can't just be like frustrating. There has to be something associated with why are you angry? Is it because one time someone went slow and you were late for something or... You like to have control of how fast you're going and you can't control your speed when the person in front of you is going slow. This is like getting, this is like a very in-depth example about driving, but I, I think it relates to a lot of things in our, our own personal lives because, you know, truly, we just kind of, we base our, our emotions and the way that we deal with situations on trying to get a reaction out of someone else. 
for them to know that we're upset, for them to know that we're, you know, not feeling great or we feel sick or we're, we're upset and we want to cry or whatever. Um, and it's, you know, you think about why you do the things that you do. And if you just take a moment to realize that it's not serving you to, you know, present that emotion in that way, then why would you, you know, continue to do it and continue to have your energy blocked by such an experience? That's how we get on the energy field. Now, let's talk about like how you can really get your manifestations to, you know, come into your reality. And let me preface with this is not going to happen overnight, okay? It's it's not. It's not going to happen within two weeks. It's not going to happen within... It, it takes a long time and you cannot rush the universe because another podcast topic that we're going to be talking about, Liv made a whole, a whole list of them that we're going to get into. Oh, here's your shout out, Liv. She was mad at me. She's my best friend, if you did not know. Um, Liv was angry at me last week because she was not included in the intro podcast. So here's your shout out, Liv. Um, now I lost my train of thought again. Um, oh, that everything happens in its own timing and that, you know, if something is meant to be, it will be, but you cannot choose when it is going to happen. Does that make sense? Because, you know, you think, and for me, like I think about it, I talked about it a little bit last week, but this idea of, you know, me wanting to live this certain life and to adopt this dog, (laughs) to adopt this lifestyle. um, And, you know, I I think about it. And if I would have done it two years ago, I would have like, plain and simple, I would have had white hair and a trash sense of style. Um, But I think about, you know, doing it coming like in this fall, and I feel so much better about one, my fashion sense and, and my life and the way I look. But two, you know, the person I am and the way that I think and the way that I process my own emotions and and respond and react to certain situations because I've had two years to do the work. So when you're manifesting, it it will happen because that desire was put into your heart for a specific reason, but it it's not going to happen when you you kind of will it to happen. You know, it's it's going to take time and happen when it needs to happen. Um, so scripting is my personal favorite form well kind of so there's a lot of different ways to manifest it it truly is you know kind of putting these thoughts into your head and and seeing this this certain way of being and it kind of you know adopting that sort of mindset so you can do it through scripting which is just journaling you know writing down I am this I have this I live here you know it's very simple it's just writing down and and one of my favorite ways to do it too is I like to pretend that I'm like writing about my day and I'll you know I'll write out the dream day like oh today it was so amazing I am in you know Positano Italy and I just went on a boat ride with the most beautiful humans and we had a lovely picnic you know and and now I'm coming back to my beautiful hotel room that overlooks the Mediterranean Ocean you know like sweet things like that I love writing those down just and visualizing it and and you know seeing it that's how it's it's gonna happen so we've got journaling and scripting my personal favorite way to manifest is through Pinterest um 
I love create, I mean, I'm sure if you've, if you're following me, you know my affinity with Pinterest, but truly I love creating visual boards so I can see the life that I want to create. So I I can see, you know, the place that I want to live, the places I want to travel, the people I want to surround myself with, the way that I dress, the way that I, you know, act and the way that I make other people feel. That's all kind of encapsulated in my various Pinterest boards, um, which I have found such success with my manifestations through my Pinterest boards. You know, my style, the way that I dress is, you know, a very easy one to to kind of pinpoint where that is. Um, but even just like, you know, I feel like the way that I... It's difficult because I think a lot of people look at, you know, manifesting and it's like, oh, well, you you just get what you want and a lot of times it's it's a physical transformation that people are looking for and you know i i have noticed that truly i have um but i think i i didn't start noticing that physical transformation and like like i feel like my face changed a lot like since i've been doing all of this and my my body definitely changed a lot but i i had to be you know none of those changes happened until i got into this mindset of you know, deconstructing old thoughts about myself and combing through my past traumas and, you know, working to really take a look at myself and realize that there are things that I need to work on as a human to, you know, become a better human. And then the second that I did that, I mean, my face changed, my body changed, my my clothes changed, my bank account numbers changed, like money too, you can manifest money. Like, like everyone thinks that I'm nuts. Truly, everyone thinks that I'm crazy. But, like, I haven't had a real job, well, really ever. I mean, I nanny during the summer, and I, you know, volunteered at, like, a preschool last year where I would, you know, get money every now and then. But, like, my bank account has, like, I mean, has increased by, like, I don't even know how much by just, like, trusting that, you know what's the quote energy goes where it flow something like that it's on my pinterest but um it, it's very very funny to me to think about you know how everyone around me is like oh my god well you gotta work and, and i totally get that there is such value in you know in working and applying yourself but i believe that this past two years for me in in my personal journey was meant for you know growth in a different way um which is why the the universe was able to supply me with um, certain means to do certain things so I could learn about myself in those ways. And next year is where I will really, you know, buckle down and, and kind of get to work on making the rest of my dreams, hopes, and desires come true. So where was I even going with that? Pinterest? <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, I've got a little list on my notes of how you get there. Journaling, we talked about that. I'm telling you, read The Untethered Soul, guys. It is like my biggest, I know I've mentioned it a hundred times, but truly it is like my biggest tip if you want to, you know, get onto this path of even before you start to adopt this law of attraction idea, you've got to do the inner work first and you've got to change the way that you think about this reality and this world. And you can only do that if you, you know, have the tools the tools is the book, okay? It, it truly is. Yeah, we talked about opening your mind, opening your heart, really truly opening your mind to, to thinking about like, this is something that can happen. 
you can look at me as an example because, I mean, truly, if you look at, like, my life two years ago, the way that I acted, the way that I was perceived by other people, the things that I did opposed to my life now, it is, like, polar opposites, polar opposites. I also feel like it is, I, I, <laughs> I know how crazy all of this sounds, okay? I completely get it. I, if you are listening to this and rolling your eyes and are like, oh my god, this bitch is absolutely nuts, I've already told myself that 500 times. Uh, believe me, I know. I, I'm like, it, I, <laughs> there is a time where I would literally write down things on a piece of paper that I wanted to get rid of in my life, energetically things that I just wanted to be done with that I didn't like, thoughts that I had about myself, thoughts I had about other people, views of the world. I would write it down on a piece of paper and I would light it on fire and I would watch it burn. Like, <laughs> I would light all my candles in my room and do a little seance and sit by my open window with the summer breeze blowing in and I would release everything that I no longer felt was serving me. And I did tell my therapist about this and she's also very hippie to be woo-woo and she said that it was a great, a great choice for me, so just putting it out there. Um, you know, I, I kind of like to think about, you know, my my past year. I mean, two years, because it, it, it truly has taken a while to get to this point. However, I, I kind of like to think about it in this sort of like Alice in Wonderland sense of, you know, you, you fall down this rabbit hole of, of these, you know, different practices that you do and beliefs that you have. And I, I, I fell down the rabbit hole and I'm in crazy Sarah hippie dippy land now, but like, I'm telling you it works. Like if you look at the way, like how I have drastically changed, my life has drastically changed. If you even like ask the people in my life, like especially my mom, she will be the first to tell you that whatever the hell I'm doing is working because I used to be like this hostile, like so much anger was trapped inside of me and and so much emotion was trapped inside of me and I was just I blamed everything on my situation and you know the way I was raised and the things that had happened to me in the past and I was just filled with so much not hatred but just this this anger is the only word I can think of and you know I you could see that in the way that I was acting the things I was interested in the way I was dressing the way I just even presented myself to the world and since you know falling into this hippie space I and you know releasing all of that and and stepping into a new light it it is noticeably it's a noticeable change truly and you know I my mom kind of said, and even my dad said this, he was like, you know, it, it feels like this is the you that was, you know, you when you were a little girl, the, the little kid that ran, we were just talking about it yesterday at my, at my nanny's house. We were talking about, you know, when I was little and my mom, the one time I got, I ended up getting like some sort of blister. I don't even remember what it was, but I had to go into the hospital to get it like taken off. I was like two years old. And my mom was talking about it and she's like, yeah, well, you were running around the yard barefoot, of course, because you wouldn't let anyone put shoes on you. And I don't even think you were wearing a shirt because like I've always just been this little free spirit. And I kind of, you know, I lost that when I started collecting all of this. The sun just came out. I just want you to know that the sun just came out. <laughs> um, I started, you know, kind of collecting all of this, this anger within myself and I was blocking 
that free-flowing energy, that free-flowing spirit. And that's, I truly believe that's why I, I became so unhappy and I found such a dark, dark space within myself that I, I didn't even know existed. And I didn't know I was doing it. You know, none of us intentionally want to make ourselves feel bad. But, you know, the society we live in, it's it's kind of a normal thing to, to hold everything inside and to feel like you have to take everything on and and hold it within yourself when like the simple solution is just releasing it you know just just letting go of it um but you know falling into this this hole the rabbit hole truly just you know it opens up this entire world that you know you never even even thought possible and you know if you're listening to this and you're like well I don't even know how to like get there just open up your mind, okay? Open up your mind to this this thought process and this ability that you have all of the power, okay? Because you, you truly do. And I know that everyone kind of says that and, and you hear it all the time and it's, you know, you are the creator of your own reality and blah, blah, blah. But truly, if if you look at the past year of my life, it is it is living proof, living proof that whatever I did worked, okay? Like... It's it's insane to me. It it truly is insane that the choices that you make and the energy that you align yourself with can have such a deep and profound impact on the way that you you live your life. Um I literally wrote on my note list, it's gonna feel crazy because it is. And it is, you know, you're gonna start writing things down and you know, I had this moment where, you know, I was like super deep into oh, we could do a whole nother episode about crystals. I love crystals. I'm not like super deep into that realm, you know, I just love them because I think they're really, really pretty and, you know, they help with my anxiety because it's a placebo, which we could do a whole episode on the placebo effect, a whole episode, because the placebo effect is manifestation, is proof that the body, our physical body, has the ability to heal itself and to change the way it, it thinks based on, like, tricking itself. You know what, like, it, it's insane to me, but I'm going to write that down because that is, that is another topic that we need to, that we need to really, really get into because I, I love it. I love it. Um, next thing is, you know, when I really, if you're really just in the beginning of this and you're kind of like, okay, what, what the hell am I supposed to do? I really started to kind of sort my way through all of this stuff by going on my little walks, like my little hot girl walks. Um, I did these a ton last spring when I was like really, you know, kind of trying to understand this whole realm. So The Untethered Soul has an audiobook. It like the voice that reads the audiobook is so soothing. I don't think it's Michael Singer himself. I'm not really sure who it is, but it's on Audible. I think you get your first Audible one free. Um, I just I continue to reread that book on the audiobook because it's so good. Yeah, but just like download the Untethered Soul audiobook or go on Amazon and order the book and just list, go for a little walk and listen to it. I think it was like an eight hour book to listen to. So I went on eight different walks for an hour and I just, I listened and I soaked up all of the knowledge that I could and, and then I would go home and read different articles and, you know, find different, different sources on how I could kind of adopt this, this mindset and then really putting it into practice. That's that's going to be your second step. But read, educate, go for a little walk, listen about it first, and then get yourself in the mindset of, you know, kind of really trying to adopt it. Um, 
into your, into your lifestyle. Um, next thing that I will say on, you know, this, this law of attraction is there is this stigma about it that, you know, you cannot have any negative thoughts, that anything you think that's negative, anything that, you know, comes into your mind that's negative is going to manifest into this reality. And there are some people that will say that is true. There are some people that will say it is not. I'm one of the ones that says that it's not. Okay, we're human. We can't help the bad thoughts. We can't help this, you know, our brains, the way the society that we have been brought into constantly feeds us with negative information um, and a negative way of thinking. And, you know, I, I've i personally experienced the the guilt of having a bad thought. And it it's so frustrating because, you know, you you work so hard and you think that all of your work has just completely gone to waste because you had one bad thought and then that thought's going to manifest into real life and then the what i will say on that is that the universe knows what you need and the universe knows your life your journey your path the universe knows the lessons that you need to experience to go through this current karmic cycle and and she knows what you need to, to teach you the next lesson. So I, I don't think bad thoughts manifest into bad experiences. I think that, you know, a negative mindset for sure can, you know, alter your reality and create a different reality. But a couple negative thoughts here and there are not going to completely erase all of the hard work that you've done. Because, you know, truly, I... I believe that the divine is is constantly looking out for us and wants us to succeed and wants us to just experience this beautiful planet for what it actually is. Um, and and that really is just, you know, that you you create that reality. You truly do. You have the power to fill your mind with good, beautiful thoughts and and beautiful content and, you know, Watch what you're consuming on social media. It truly comes down to the content that you consume. It's it's the things that you're watching on TV and and you know the the podcasts you listen to and the YouTube videos that you watch and the people that you follow on TikTok and you know the articles that you read. All of that is content that you're consuming into your brain and the second that I really became conscious of the content I was consuming, you know, I did a bulk like trashing of different, you know, social media accounts that I followed that didn't make me feel good or, you know, podcasts that I listened to that, you know, kind of made me feel like I was falling behind or they didn't, you know, spark something within me. Um, I completely deleted my own, you know, I had like my Sarah Elizabeth Instagram account and then I had my own like personal Instagram account. Deleted that personal account entirely because, you know, I just, I found myself comparing my journey to other people's journeys and, you know, everyone going to college and being on the right path and blah, 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 blah. And it was leading me down this kind of toxic thought process. So I decided to get rid of it because I, it wasn't serving me. It didn't feel good. It was done. So maybe that's your first step. Kind of take a moment to, to step back, look at the content that you're consuming, look at what you are kind of basing your life on because truly I mean the content that you consume is it's the base the base groundwork for the life that you live you know the things that you learn the things that you educate yourself with that's what's ultimately going to shape your brain and shape the choices that you make and shape the life that you ultimately live because your life truly comes down to the choices that you make so 
putting an emphasis on consuming good content and filling your brain with good things, filling your life with good people, you know, do this with people too. I mean, maybe not necessarily like cutting off people completely because that can come off as mean, but kind of fading away a little bit from the people that don't make you feel really good and the people that, you know, you're with and you just, you feel drained after being with them. Maybe just take a little bit of a step back and think about protecting your own energy and keep that inner peace and balance. You know, if you are, you hang out with this person and they just, or maybe even it it might be a group of people and your inner peace feels disrupted and it, it doesn't feel good. Take a second to think about, you know, the benefits of, you know, being with that group of group of people and, and if they outweigh, you know, disturbing your own inner peace. So this one, this, I think this was a very long podcast. I think this beats the last podcast, but I think we covered some good stuff. I, I really just go off on tangents, but truly, you know, this idea of the law of attraction is creating a safe space within your mind to then manifest your own beautiful, creative, endless reality, okay? Because you you truly do. I mean, I'm a living example. You have all of the power within yourself. And once you take a conscious moment to realize that you do indeed have all of that power within yourself, your entire thought process changes. Your entire way of thinking changes. Your entire decision-making process changes. And you have the ability to then sculpt your life and and kind of form it into what you ultimately want it to be and what you ultimately want to experience. So that's all. <laughs> um, yeah, go grab a journal maybe and just write down a couple, a co- you know, I'll put some key takeaways in the description box because this was a lot. Um, but I, I do really hope that you you found something that you can add to your toolbox from this. So I love you. I will be posting every Thursday. So I will see you next Thursday for another episode. And that's all. Okay. I love you. Goodbye.